into cybersecurity? There's a ton of content out there, and if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world that you may be. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 416, July 26, Top Cyber News. I hope you are doing well today. Thank you so much for joining. This is a ad hoc, impromptu type of uh, meeting. Uh, oh, sorry, wrong one. Let's fire up a little bit of music here. Welcoming everybody in. I hope you are doing well today. Dr. Gerald Ozier did have a, you know, not to say too much about him, but he did have a injury yesterday that prevented him from being able to be here. So he do he does send his regards to everybody, you know, um, that he is not able to attend and be able to host as normal. But I am, as always, very very honored to be able to step into his uh, into his big shoes to be able to deliver my technical analysis of today's cyber threat briefing. With that, we w I want to say thanks to the uh, show's sponsors. And I am a goofball. I did not load up the uh, the cards for them. Let me pull this up right now. Everybody just talks amongst yourselves for one moment. We do have a couple things that we'll be mentioning up in the mid-roll, and we will have a... Um, well, I will do some jaw jacking at the end. So if you were uh, attended some other uh, some other episodes to see me in here, I'm like, man, Eric really should have answered my question. Well, stick around. We do have a few minutes after the show and we will be able to do some of that. Yeah, I'm not able to get Panopsi's website up over here. We have some weird DNS issues this morning. Um, flushed them out, everything like that. It's just, Something's acting a little funky in the interwebs today, so sorry about that. We'll go through it. You know, if you're new to the program, you know them. You, and, you know, so we'll go. We'll just talk about this a little bit, right? So, you know, of course, Barricade Cyber Solutions. I am the CEO and Chief Forensic Operator here at Barricade Cyber. You know, we are, you know, an evergreen. We are going to be around for a long, long time. We are the, the organization that comes in if anything ever happens to you, you and your business. We are that. Now, so we have in maybe if, I think it's just the way that things kind of flowed in, but you kind of look at the line cards here. You got Barricade, you got Panopsi, and then you have uh, Anti-Siphon, which is Black Hills Information Security. So you have post-breach, you have pre-breach, and hey, let's train your people, right? So let's talk about that. So Panopsi Security is that organization that's going to give you as a practitioner power to talk to the c-suite get that quantified risk assessment show you know as we've said before many times before hey what is the dangers of not doing x y or z you know what's the dangers of what was uh, mentioned a couple of days ago about the open ssh vulnerability you know how big of a blast radius will we have if we don't patch this and this thing gets pwned there's a couple of things that i've seen uh titles 
in the uh, news today that I do know for a fact is going to definitely whip out the dolphin um, in me. So if you're looking to shore up your environment, you're looking for that leverage to get what you've been wanting done to make your organization more secure, definitely talk to Panopsi Security and talk to them also about, you know, training your you, you your team, things of that nature with Black Hills Information, Panopsi Training. You know, I'm a huge fan of SANS, those who know. You know, I've always touted them. I do know that they are very, very expensive. They are the Cadillac of the training arm for information security. But folks like John Strand, who owns and operates Black Hills Information Security, does that whole training arm of anti-siphon training. Weird name, amazing results. I have been a student of uh, Bose. I've been a student of the Atomic Red Teaming that they put on some really, really good content. And I do think it is, um, it's, it's very, very good for what you pay for. And probably should charge more. You know, they do say a lot of times that they suck at capitalism. So, you know, definitely check them out. If you are looking for training and you want that good quality training from actual practitioners in the industry, they're not just those folks that are um, oh, well, you know, I once taught or led in a successful MSP, so now I'm going to teach you how to do sales as an MSP kind of garbage. Now, these are much like SANS, much like 13 Cubed and some of those other ones. These are people that are actually day in, day in and day out doing these things like breaching the cloud, doing atomic red teaming, you know, teaching organizations there are new SOC analysts, things of that nature. So, you know, that's when I look at training, that's who I want to be part of my arm, right? You know, people who are living in it, they know the latest and greatest things, not just a book that they read five years ago and still teaching it like the, you know, the common general educational system, right? So with that, um, we will get started here in just a moment. Please sit. Please do us a favor. Please do me a huge favor. If you are here, if you're a veteran here, please say time li uh, team live. I'm seeing it in the chat. Hello, John. Hello, Tim. Hello, Steve Mount. Those who are here, please take a moment and smash that thumbs up. Please let people know that we are here. Please let people know how to find information that's going to be relevant to them in their day-to-day -day operations. We're seeing 162 of you. Let's see if we can't boost that a little bit more and bring some more awareness to this show and we greatly appreciate it um george strassenberger what did we just become best friends yep what's going on buddy um just subscribe for 13 months to so definitely do appreciate that i know dr gerald osier definitely appreciates that as well if you are uh, coming in late you are team hybrid listening to me and the music on fast uh fast replay or two times speed try to get caught up with the constant ramblings of me <laughs> you um if you are you know, i always say team audio hello i do see you in driving your way to or from work catching up on the news in the car or doing your morning run walk whatever it is while you are listening to a podcast I do see you. I do do a shout out to you. Wish you could be able to join us in the live stream today and um, kind of go from there. Please also say hi. What's up? If you are even a passive observer and you just don't know what to say, trust me, the, the community here, the community in the Discord, do hashtag Discord in the ch in the YouTube chat and they uh, there will be a link to join the Discord. You could definitely say you know hi what's up over there there's uh so many people that's uh very welcoming dr gerald Ozier and the mods uh are over the top helpful you know making sure this is an inclusive environment so that way people are welcome you know there are a ton of people who th do think it's beneficial to them just public shame and it's um it's kind of bad you know i I am one of those folks that, you know, I do call a spade a spade. Um, you know, I am just rough around the edges like that. But, you know, when people are honestly trying to get into the industry, let's please let's please open up our arms. Let's let's give them that virtual hug, if you will, and be like, 
hey, you know, we can't, you know, you know there's one thing to understand that you, know, you can't just place somebody in there into that cube, but let's at least welcome them. Let's show them the path to go down so that way they can make the journey themselves and they can be able to be um, able to reach their goals. With that, let's sit back. Let's relax. Uh, we do have several things in the mid-roll that I do want to talk about. Um, and of course, we want to do some jaw jacking toward the end and be cognitive of our of our time. So with that, we will stop the, the intro music. We will fire up the cool sounds <laughs> of the CISO series and get started, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you so much for doing it or being here. De greatly, greatly appreciate it. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Wednesday, March 26, 2023. Vulnerabilities found in Tetra encryption. Three Dutch security researchers from the firm Midnight Blue discovered severe flaws in the encryption algorithms for Tetra, a European radio standard used for critical voice and data radio communications. One flaw in syncing and keystream generation impacted all algorithms. This could let someone potentially monitor and send commands to critical infrastructure. They also found Tetra's TEA1 algorithm, which uses 80 bits regularly, also featured a mode that reduces its key to 32 bits. They were able to crack that reduced key in less than a minute on a consumer laptop. Tetra has been in use since the 1990s, but up until now its encryption algorithms remain secret. The researchers discovered the flaws back in 2021, but agreed to wait to disclose findings through the Dutch National Cybersecurity Center so that patchable issues could be fixed. The researchers will present a full technical overview at Black Hat. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so if you are interested in different encryption methods that are being used abroad, um, you know, this is definitely one. So, you know, I actually had to look this up. I know we do our best not to um, see or really uh, dive into what the stuff is, but yeah, I really needed to figure out because I had honestly had never heard of this, the Tetra encryption system, right? So I wanted to dive into it and see what it is. And it, it is a an encryption method, as you can kind of see by the, the, the image there, you know, of secure communications for the UK's radio and um, security officials, uh, police, EMS, things of that nature. Um, you know, trying to make things, you know, more secure. So it is a, a UK, um, Europe type of encryption method that's not really used here in the States from, you know, uh, again, the 30 second overview. So, you know, if I am wrong, definitely let me know in the chat if it is being used here in the States. Um, again, this is just an encryption method I had not heard about. So, you know, it's kind of cool, you know, that they were able to keep the, um keep this thing as secure as possible for as long as possible but you know there is one thing to i always state that if man makes it man will break it so um you know we've definitely seen a lot of technologies that have been out that have not last 25 years for you know any sort of framework so um i mean even here in the u.s you know we can't seem to adopt to 800-171 for a cmmc um, you know, we can't seem to adopt MFA. So hats off you, UK, for being able to do this for so many years successfully. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, it looks like they, you know, they did the responsible thing um, and they did the proper disclosures. They fixed it and they're going to do a talk about it. So if you're going to be out of Black Hat, maybe this is something uh, that you want to keep on your radar to attend that speak, uh, the, the, the panel. Of speakers to see you know a little bit more information because a lot of times they do have those weird goofy um you know slides and they do kind of talk about things in depth from a technical perspective so it's it's pretty cool right so put that on your radar again if you're going to be going ryzen cpus vulnerable to zenbleed exploit Google security researcher Tavis Ormandy disclosed the bug on his blog, first reporting it to AMD on May 15th. Zenbleed impacts AMD's entire Zen 2 product line. The flaw allows an attacker to steal sensitive data stored in a CPU, including encryption keys and logins. Cloudflare notes remote attackers can't exploit Zenbleed through website JavaScript. 
Zenbleed doesn't represent a side-channel vulnerability like Spectre, rather it manipulates register files to force a mispredicted command. AMD released a patch for Zenbleed for its impacted Epic server processors, but its remaining CPUs will not receive patches until at least October. Wow, October. All right, so let's let's uh, let's let's break this thing down. Okay, so AMD is a chip manufacturer CPU, and I do think they make a couple other things, but they're their claim to theme, kind of like Intel, is CPU chip manufacturing. The the Zen is, um, I believe, the server, much like Xeon is for Intel. Um, yeah, I, I make the those who don't know, casually Joseph, that may be in the chat. You know, he works here at Barricade, and you always know, you we kind of joke around a little bit. You know that I'm a boomer, and that we. Yeah, I used to know these hard, all the hardware inside and out. You know, I used to be a hardware guy, especially in my early days of IT. You know, I could do, you know, I could do the technical breakdowns of the front side bus cache, uh, or the front side bus, and you know, the caching levels and things of that nature. But you know, so if I miss, give me a little bit of leeway, runway, if you will, if I'm misspeaking a little bit on the Zen. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Joel. I see you in the mod chat. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Zen 2, I'm pretty sure the Zen 2 processors is the AMD's server edition. Again, like the Intel Xeons. Um, they're, they're, it's not susceptible to JavaScript. It's not, so that's telling me that you're not able to load potentially a web page and be able to, you know, do malicious code into it. Um, there's no side loading available to it. Um, everything here from 30,000 foot view is, you know, you pretty much got to be on that system to pretty much make it do something. Um, so, you know, if you're suffering from this, then you're pretty much got bigger issues than, you know, your CPU. Um, so the only thing I could think of is why, you know, this is a Cloudflare blog um is because cloudflare may be using amd zins for their infrastructure so um interesting 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 but yeah i'll definitely read back through this one but you know it just kind of reminds me for some stupid reason have have any of you folks ever looked at the youtube videos for uh, showcasing Google's data centers, um, how they have that open uh, server rack frames and everything like that. Anyway, I don't know why, but uh, just a mention of that. But the, uh, yeah. The least proactive people are staying proactive, unlike what, what we've seen in some of the, uh, the Intel briefs that have come out recently, that they're just going to pass it on to the end user. Oh, I'll talk about that in the mid-roll for a second. Norwegian government breached with Avanti Zero Day. Norway's National Security Agency announced that it discovered compromised systems across a dozen government agencies. This came from a newly discovered Zero Day impacting mobile endpoint management software from Avanti. While this proved disruptive to the impacted ministries, it did not widely impact overall government operations. Norway contacted businesses using Avanti solutions in the country, and the company said it's actively engaging with customers to help them apply the fix. Avanti initially put details of the flaw behind a paywall and reportedly asked customers to sign NDAs before providing information. Oh my gosh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go full on. So, hackers exploited a zero day. Okay, great. Um... No, sucks to be them. You know, they had a zero day and they got exploited. And those who don't know, zero day is literally a cutting edge exploit that's not known in the wild. And there's no media patch. Most of the time, it is under 24 hours of notification to the general public or not even notified to the general public at all. It's like it is literally right there on the edge. Right. So. Um, the whole fact that you're being required to sign NDAs to do disclosure 
is completely freaking absurd to me, right? You're doing the honest thing. I mean, well, you know, hackers did disclose, you know, exploit it, but the fact that you got to do NDAs is just, it just rubs me the wrong way. Um, you know, I used to, those who don't know, I used to do a lot of pen testing. Back in my early days, when I walked uphill both ways, 20 miles to school, you know, on one leg because my other foot was doing starting a business, you know, all that old crap. Um, and I know the boomer comments are going to start coming out again, but the uh, it's just do better, people. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to go get quickly derailed, so we're going to move on from this one. It's there's more topics that I really I seen the headlights on that I think I'm going to go completely ballistic on. So I'll, I'll save my time for those. Apple patches Operation Triangulation zero click bug. It's been a busy month for Apple. It issues a third security mm -hmm. update in about a month to fix issues reportedly tied to a Russian spyware campaign targeting iMessage users. The latest patch fixes an actively exploited flaw impacting devices running iOS 15.7.1 or older. Apple credited researchers at Kaspersky for identifying the zero-click exploit used in the attack, dubbed Operation Triangulation. Overall, this campaign targeted a variety of Apple products across iOS, macOS, iPadOS, and watchOS. And now... Oh, slow down, slow down. <laughs> I see some of the comments. Uh, let's move it along. That's going to be the running joke of the year. But yeah, Apple has definitely had a lot of problems. Those who don't know, there was a, some major security bugs in, uh, in the Apple OS that prompted some major um, some major issues. It caused some folks to you know hurry up and do some patching. You know, with even some of the security sets that we have inside of our organization. There's, um, like in ours, we, I, I don't want to do too much OPSEC, but so for certain procedures, you know, when you're doing MFA and things of that nature, you're not allowed to be more than certain versions behind. So, you know, some organizations that we manage or internally may have had a problem, you know, this week where, you know, we fully expected at least some, some flexibility in our policies, but it's good to know. But yeah, there's definitely been some issues with it. So if you haven't seen this one, definitely please go patch your Apple crap. Um, you know, maybe at some point all the patches will restore the missing piece out of the Apple one day. Who knows? Anyway, let's get on to the mid-roll with CISO series. A word from our sponsor, App Omni. Over-provisioned users could lead to your most sensitive data being exposed or leaked. Just a single attack on one of those users may compromise your entire SaaS estate. With App Omni's SaaS identity fabric, secure and manage end users, entitlements, and threat-based activity. Gain visibility and control into over-provisioned users, the SaaS data they have access to, and receive guided remediation. Get connected with SaaS security experts at appomni.com. And there is a hint <laughs> that you know the next story that's going to barely drive me over the wall. Um, but, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time being here, this is the part of the show that we do call the mid roll. Let me turn down that audio a little bit. Cause I know that's going to be a little loud. Um, and we definitely want to go through and just kind of talk about some of the stuff that's coming up. The Jack Scott will be co-hosting the um how to market your cyber self that will be coming up a little bit later like i said uh please send out your uh your prayers and your thoughts and vibes and whatever um you may or may not believe in um you know to him so that he has a speedy recovery from an injury is about all i want to say but you know we'll be you know tuning in and listening to jack scott once again today later uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, drop the link in the chat. Um, 
and kind of go from, uh, you know, see what they got to talk about today. You know, if you're new here, we definitely do talk about the, excuse me, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. This is the part, if you're not on LinkedIn, please, please, please sound, uh, go sign up for LinkedIn. Definitely communi- uh, look for this hashtag, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge, where every day a member of the community comes out and talks about their cybersecurity story, how they got into the industry, you know, maybe their struggles, things of that nature, and be able to, you can be able to connect with other like-minded people in the organization, inside of your specific space. Last week, or yesterday, we had Phil Wilson that was a, uh, talked about it. Um, I talked about his cyber story. So Phil Wilson, our, um, if you are in the chat, Please say what's up and please do us a favor and pass the baton to somebody else that's going to do their Simply Cyber Community chat, uh, chat, a Simply Cyber Community Challenge and, you know, talk about their story. I did post the, uh, Phil's, uh, LinkedIn post. So if you haven't checked him out and you didn't see that, please go take a moment, look it over. You know, he's holds. You know, CompTIA, uh, CompTIA certs. He has Fortinet certs. Um, he definitely looks like a very accredited individual. So definitely t- uh, check him out. Um, we did talk about, you know, talk about the, some of the other items. You know, I'm going to do a little small shameless plug here at the mid-roll. You know, the other day, yeah, almost two days ago, I uh, just put it in the chat, but we did talk about the SAN Cybersecurity um, Career Affordability. So there, there, there is some caveats to it. There is a link here, and actually, let me change the way this layout is. But listen to kind of my debrief a little bit. You know, thirty second or the, my, all of our videos are very, very short. They're pretty, pretty much under ten minutes. But there is a link here, so you can be able to find out about it. You know, our casually Joseph was going through it. Um, you probably hit him up on Discord a little bit and you know try to get some of the insights. But I, if I'm not mistaken, you you have to have a bachelor's degree. Um, you got to be in the space or aspiring to be in the space. Um, but essentially, they're going to help pave the way to get you across that finish line with SAN certificates to be able to go through and be able to get into that industry. The one thing that has not been mentioned so far that I have seen. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Going the YouTube link here as well. You know, you know, we all love our reports and things of that nature. And IBM did release their rising, their rising cost of data breaches. Um, so check that out again. Link for there is also um, in there in, in our chat that we don't we do. Um, and also bookmark this one that's coming up tomorrow. This one definitely looks like it's going to be an interesting. Um, you know, where Dr. Gerald Osher will be doing a talk with Dr. Keith, uh, Keith Jones. You know, that just reminds me, doctor, 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 doctor. <laughs> um, but he hosts the, the E-Crime Bites podcast. And this looks like it's going to be a very good talk. Um, so definitely check it out and put bookmark that on your things to do coming up this week. If you are uh, looking to learn more about other people. Um, so anyway, um, we will carry on with the simply uh, the top cyber news of the day and try to, again, stay on uh, track because we do have 15 minutes for, uh, uh, base case. And I do want to squeeze in some Q and a at the end here. So routers vulnerable to total takeover attacks. Researchers at Volncheck published details on a privilege escalation vulnerability in the router OS used by Microtik routers. This allows attackers to obtain a root shell on the router, letting them install arbitrary tools. Microtik released a patch for the vulnerability and urged owners to apply it quickly. Shodan showed that up to 900,000 vulnerable routers remained online as of July 18th. While the attack requires authenticated access on a router, the researchers note router OS ships with an admin account by default with an empty string password. ChatGP. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. 
I was a massive component for Microtech in the early days. Um, you know, they were in their own right. They are a poor man, Cisco. That what you can do with a Microtech is freaking unbelievably incredible. Um, and for the price, it, it was it just made sense to do it right um you know but it's not a firewall you know we've we've even had cases before where we you know they're like oh well our network was you know bypassed by our firewall no mo anytime you look on a micro ticket never says firewall it says router it's a it's a router, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it is. It's a Netgear. It's a uh, Cisco. Um, it's, it's it's a freaking router, and that's what it is. There's no security in it, um, even though they try to pertain it. You know, they there was a time, and it may still be there. And this is really where I was going to knew I was going to go off the deep end on. Um, but Microtech has had such problems with data breaches with RCEs. Um, with vulnerabilities, if you literally have a microtick that is public facing, somebody needs to have very stern words with you with a very blunt object. Um, I do know that the WISP industry, wireless uh, internet service provider, you know, for those rural areas, they they love their microtick. Um, you know, the microtick switches are decent, um, especially for that industry. Um, their point to point access points are, are decent for that industry, but you know, that is infrastructure versus front end, right? So if you have this thing again, so we need to have some serious conversations about your life choices. You know, um, when you're in info, information security or inf, infosec for short, yeah, you know, when you start looking at the software you're going to use and the hardware that you're going to use to help support it and protect it, you need to do some due diligence and say, how many times over the past five, ten years have they had a security issue? Oh, they've had that many. Well, maybe, you know, let's dive into a little bit more. And it's, um, you know, what, what were those vulnerabilities? What was those exploits? And, um, you know, doing your homework and be like, yeah, this is a security risk. Yeah, it's definitely something you should do. And I just feel bad because you know, most of the time when we get brought in on cases, there is there is two sides of the business where the IT technologist, the MSP, whatever, they do make legitimate recommendations to the business owner and they say, you know, eh, it's an acceptable risk, you know, because they haven't had a Panopsi uh, uh, quantified risk assessment, you know, shameless plug um, to those folks over there. But the, uh, you know, they say it's an acceptable risk and they just move along. But um, I do believe in some of the things with Microtick, you know, the end user, the business owner just doesn't know the difference to be quite honest with you. So, um, you know, I really do hold this to the technologist and, you know, the MSPs and stuff like that. If you're using this stuff, uh, cause I can tell you the Microtick is advanced enough that your, your common end user, um, is not going to be using this stuff. It's a little advanced for them. It's, Definitely, even though they do have the Winbox application, so that way you can do the management. It's not full CLI. It hasn't been for a little while. But there's enough to it to make an end, uh, a generalist end user want to scream for the hills and you know just throw it out the window and get something a little bit more user-friendly for them. So um, anyway, I, again, I knew I was going to go a little long on this one. When I see Microtick in the headline, I'm like, yep, that's going to be a topic I'm going to destroy. <laughs> 
So anyway, if you got micro ticks in there, please get rid of them. Please, please, please get rid of them. They have been a dumpster fire for many years. Um, you know, I want to go literally play in traffic every time I, I come up on engagement and I see one of them, um, especially acting as routers, you know, quote unquote firewalls, because, you know, they implemented, you know, snort or something into it. And just what the. <sighs> anyway, please, please do your homework on vendors, ladies and gentlemen. Please, please, please do your homework on vendors. And with that, we'll carry on. PT comes to Android. OpenAI published the ChatGPT app in the Google Play Store. It launched on iOS back in May. The Android version comes first to the US, India, Bangladesh, and Brazil, with other markets to follow. After breakneck downloads when it debuted, Sensor Tower reported the app saw roughly 10% drops in downloads and time spent in June. I did see this come across my feed the other day or yesterday, or maybe even the day before. Um, yeah, I've really got mixed feelings about the chat GPT, uh, beard, open AIs, um, the one that you can put into Microsoft's, uh, eco uh, Azure ecosystem. Um, you know, there, there's a time and place for it. I just think maybe having this on your phone, I don't know. Maybe I'm too much of a minimalist um, and definitely I, I just don't see the need for it. You know, I will put this in the comments and goodness gracious, I got the windows backwards. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen, I never moved it back. Um, but if you see a need for chat, GPT, beard, open AI, whatever on your mobile device, Please put it in the in the comments and tell me your use case. I'm really, really interested to find that out, right? Because you know maybe my tinfoil hat is a little glued on too tight these days, but I just think this is, you know, this could be too many nefarious items, right? Um, hey, help me um, do you know help me you know nail this interview or whatever um I, I i don't know again maybe too much tinfoil hat but you know it, re it really is interesting though as a side comment didn't we just see a couple months ago where you know everybody says that hey we need to pump the brakes on ai and now we're getting it on our mobile phones <laughs> um i don't know um Maybe what Elon Musk said is true, where it's just it's gone too far to slow it down or stop it. Um, I don't know. So we'll kind of see how it goes. Anyway, on to the next story. Seriously, those if you've got a use case for chat uh, GPT on your mobile device, tablet, whatever, I, I'm really interested to know what your use case is because um, I personally don't see it. So educate me a little bit. Mastodon grappling with CSAM. Researchers at the Stanford Internet Observatory discovered over 600 pieces of known or suspected child sexual abuse material, or CSAM, on the decentralized social network. The researchers collected data over a two-day period, but said they discovered the first instances within five minutes of searching. They also discovered about 2,000 hashtags associated with CSAM. One of the report's authors, David Thiel, said it saw more hits on known CSAM hashes in its initial research phase than on any other social media analysis. Thiel also said Mastodon struggles with CSAM due to its volunteer moderation and rudimentary reporting tools. You know, all right. I got to be very careful what I say. Give me a second, because if this was just my channel, I would go full effing nuclear. I think Dr. Gerald Ogier will give me a little runway with this, but I need, definitely need to be inclusive, or I need to be careful on exactly what I say, because I, well, I don't care about being canceled over a topic like this. 
but these are child abuse situations really are you know what in the interest of not going too too far just know that this story exists and i'm going to move on cuz i'm i'm going to get myself into a lot of trouble forgive me though if y'all really want the comments on that i just I can't without getting myself in trouble. Sorry. In Perva acquired for $3.6 billion. The French aeronautics and defense multinational Thales Group intends to acquire the cybersecurity firm Imperva from the private equity firm Tama Bravo. The company said the acquisition price implied a value of 17 times Imperva's operating earnings forecast for the next year. Tama Bravo took Imperva private back in 2019. The acquisition will bring Thales into the application security market and give it a larger footprint in the U.S. Thales expects the deal to close in 2024. That is interesting. So Tommy Brava, if you don't know, they are massive in the freaking space. So Tommy Bravo is a private equity firm. Um, Tommy Brava... I know they own um, a ton of tech companies. Let's see. Yeah, they did. My gosh. They so they're a private equity firm, right? I'm not looking for the exact list. My Google food is a little off this morning. Um, user testing, uh, sell point. Yeah, I'm not finding the exactly. Oh, here we go. Maybe this is it. Um, so yeah, here we go. I'll drop this in the, in the YouTube chat. Um, and no, 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 uh, massage, uh, Bashir, sorry if I'm butchering your name. No, no relation to Johnny Bravo. Um, but th they own a ton of tech industries. You know, even your 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 infamous uh, Barracuda. You know, Bombgard, which is uh, a rat, or, sorry, a remote access tool. Um, they own you know a lot of MSP stuff like Connectwise, Continuum. Um, they just own a ton, a ton of stuff. Um, you know, where they essentially come in and they buy in a bunch of items and, um, you know, whether they make it good or they make it better by the acquisition is very argumentative. Um, but, yeah, they've they own a ton, a ton of stuff. So um, they definitely got their fingers into a lot of stuff. And it, it, it is a. For me, it is a moment of pause where you know, I understand the private, the PE firms, again, private equity, you know, they are in the business to acquire companies, grow them up and then sell them off. You know, it's like flipping your house and you're doing that over and over and over and over and over again. Um, you know, it's just when you have that big of a portfolio, it does make me a little nervous. Like, what exactly are you doing owning investment inside of so many organizations right so anyway that's it for the simply cyber uh top cyber news of the day hope you have enjoyed everything again um yeah it's definitely um some of the topics definitely get a little um borderline so we definitely got to walk back on on some of those uh, those topics so we don't uh, get myself in trouble. So hopefully everybody is understands that and is respectful of my decision to not go full nuclear on that. Um, with that, I want to thank you. If you're just tuning in for the news, thank you so much for joining us today. I do greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, from the bottom of my heart please uh, if you're leaving please smash that like uh, that thumbs up button please share this content with somebody who you think will benefit from hearing 
um, you know, either my rantings or Dr. Gerald Osher, uh, you know, in his daily cyber threat briefings, um, you know, delivering from a CISO's perspective and being able to level up and know what the latest things are in your industry. If you are here for the Q&A, please type in the in the top uh, in the chat uh, Q colon and your question. Again, like I said, I do want to uh, answer a couple quick questions uh, before parting ways today. Space tacos, yes, you do get to get uh, the see the uh, the sea shanty. Those who don't know, at the end of any of all of our uh, videos, we have a closing banner that's a sea shanty. From um, so it's a uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, let's see. Question from the one and only Carrie. Oh, no, don't report. What am I doing? Why is it not showing? Let's see. Um, Carrie asked, let me actually put this up. I'm doing this in the wrong window. That's why. Because I am a goofball. There we go. All right. I had tried to apply for a remote company and I had to scan I had to scan my computer to see if I met qualifications for a computer and they didn't like my computers. Um Carrie, then I would say if you don't like it, then you provide one. I mean Dude, it's it's whatever. Um some organizations are very, very weird about that, right? So, um, hopefully you get it. I don't think that that's a disqualification, right? So, um, you know, if they don't like it, then they can tell you to freak, uh, tell them to freaking send you one, right? So, I mean, they would have to do it if you were in the office, right? They'd have to provide you. So... I'll, I'll push back on him, Carrie. All right. Let's see. I seen one with a question here. Anyone got a bachelor's degree from this? Uh... Oh, so this is a general community question. So if y'all didn't see it or look at it, um, look at Leon's question because definitely a general, um, general community question. Um, Leon, also go over to the Discord chat and ask that question as well. Um, I do know there's a lot of people that are that do come in on team replay um, you know later in the day so definitely ask that over there again if you are not on discord do that uh, exclamation discord in chat and I believe it does show up even when uh, Dr. Joe Dozier is not here sorry there wasn't a question okay yeah no worries no worries All right, what um, I'm going to assume this is a question for me. Uh, then I start with the letter Q again. If you're asking me questions, definitely put a Q in the front so I can quickly identify it. What are your top three free resources for beginners to learn cybersecurity? Um, the I would definitely say get in with Black Hills um, Anti Siphon. There are some pay what you can courses um and they have they literally do i know they're a sponsor of the show but i've been saying it before they even were a sponsor um they they have several pay what you can courses and they have a wide variety right just like in um it you know you could be hardware tech you could be a sysadmin you could be a network admin you could be many many different things um, but just saying, you know, you want to be a cybersecurity. What exactly do you want to do in cybersecurity? Or do you want to be a guy like me that hunts evil in DFIR? Do you want to do, um, you want to be a remediation specialist? Do you want to do reverse malware analyst? Do, um, do you want to be that threat hunter in a SOC? And, uh, so that those who don't know, SOC is short for security operations center. Um, they're more in the blue team. So it really depends on exactly where you want to fit in. Um, but 
Black Hill Black Hills Information Security they have a wide breadth of different courses in different spaces that you can be able to take and kind of figure out what specifically aligns with what your thoughts are, right? So hopefully that answers your question. I know it's not an exact you know one, but those questions are always a little loaded. I always want to uh like you need to narrow your scope down just a little bit for a proper answer. Um, any recommendations on home lab scripting projects to help get experience? Also, what are your thoughts on the value of GitHub with building a portfolio? Tips on building one. Dash. Um, um, home lab. So yeah, I've done home labs before. Definitely check out eBay. Also, I guess this kind of falls back to the other one. Home lab. Are you talking about like, um, Again, what are you trying to do with your home lab? Are you, you know, there's on eBay, there's, you know, home labs for like Cisco gear and net, uh, Fortinet gear. So if you're looking for like a home lab for your network infrastructure, things of that nature, there's plenty of stuff out there. Um, if you're looking for, you know, information on previous cases and stuff like that, you know, we could do potential threat hunting and look for evil and stuff like that. I would say, you know, go out to, um, dfirreport.com there's a, a lot of stuff that gets posted in their reports and they have public links where you can go download the memory forensics and network forensics and things of that nature um so it really depends exactly what you're trying to do with your home lab to properly you know advise you can see how you know i can make a recommendation that has absolutely no bearing on you right so uh scrolling through Thanks, mods. I, I appreciate you. Let's see. It came in from LinkedIn. Question. You mentioned some SANS training. You don't mind repeating that again? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about in that mid-roll. Um, let's pull that up. So... Unfortunately, you got to be over on the YouTube, but if you don't me in the link down here at the um in the signature line just look for me uh forward slash ransomware on linkedin send me a, a message there um if you're not able to get on youtube and i will send you that uh link directly if you're not able to get that um so question from steve mouth uh, some of these I'm, I'm actually finding in our our beloved mod chat thanks again to the mods i do greatly appreciate everything that you do um so i'm trying to find it in here just so i can showcase it in here but i'm not able to but um steven mount asked what's a good pathway for threat analysis um that would be another one for you know starting off with black hills information security they have some threat analysis courses over there um and atomic red teaming things of that nature so you know being able to you know do that and then go um you know sans has got a ton of uh classes there as well so um definitely check those out um tommy two thumbs asked question i am very interested in uh, offensive security stop being offensive tom <laughs> but is there a path to that without taking an expensive course um oh yeah um oh 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 um um pink dude pink dude um it's right there on the edge of my tongue a cyber mentor um He's massive, massive in that space. So definitely um, check out the Cyber Mentor. He's got education classes over there for offensive security. Um, he's definitely uh, somebody that you'd want to uh, check out. Well, I'll stick around for a few more moments if you have any remaining last questions.
um, getting pinged in here. PNPT. All right, Joel, I'm a boomer. <laughs> uh, what is PNPT? Help educate me. Um, so question, um, I want to make sure, did you say Black Hill? No, um, Black Hills, Black Hills Information Security, B-H-I-S for short. Oh, Joel, thanks for clarifying. So the, the mods, uh, Joel B is mentioning the practical network pen test through TCM. That was the other thing I was thinking of. TCM is the CyberMentors platform um, for training. So definitely check that out. See some comments in here about WGU, uh, uh, co uh, online college. A lot of people are very interested had some very success uh bearing success with that grab me a second while I go through I'm not seeing any oh here we go I'm already questioning from Luke I am already a cyber analyst and deal mostly with compliance and change management. I'm interested in cyber threat intel. Any ways to move towards that? The, literally, Luke, it's going to be the training. Um, I would say that, yeah, you've got, honestly, Luke, you probably have the done the hardest part. The reporting um, aspect of things and doing change compliance and change management is literally some of the hardest stuff for a lot of analysts to accomplish um so again i think you've completed the hard task of that um you just if you don't have the technical knowledge on that that's pretty easy to to do um so um hats off to you you know even i suffer from trying to get you know reports right and make it look decent so that way people understand it right um uh question in from cameron question how can someone narrow down what it is that one should focus on their efforts on cameron um you've got to find out what 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 drives you? What are your passions? What really sparks an interest, right? Um, otherwise, you're just not going to be happy. I mean, I think you've been hacked. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat and mods. I think you've been hacked the box had some DFIR courses. I think Casual Joseph was telling me about that uh, about two months ago um, in some of our internal conversations. The, um, you know, so, you know, I mean, you can try hack the box stuff, if that's right. So you can get you know, a little bit of pen testing if they have the DFIR stuff, you know, go through the uh, Black Hills, you know, um, you know, some of the the pay what you can type of courses, the introductory to SOC and um, whatever. And, you know, when you're going through that, when you're going through those courses, try to imagine yourself you know, being in that role in a day-to-day -day operation and be like, oh yeah, I really like this. I really like doing X task. And that, that will help drive you, right? So um, it, you, got, you really got to, you got to feel it. There's, unfortunately, there's no easier way. I really wish there was an aptitude test or something like that. Like, you know, you'll be really good at threat hunting. Uh, so, it's just something you got to go through, unfortunately. You, you got to walk. This is kind of like what I said before. You can't just drop somebody into a cube and expect them to excel. You know, in the community, um, you know, we got to open up the path and let those people walk down. That's kind of what it is. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You got to let people walk down that path so that way they can do their own discovery. See you later, Joel Belton. I 
Thank you so much for your help. I greatly appreciate it. He's dipping out. I'll stick around for one more moment. And as Billy DP said, yes, please do. Please smack that thumbs up button. Please help us out. Please help us spread the word about this awesome, awesome community. And with that, we are at the top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Thanks again to Dr. Gerald Osher for allowing me the, the honor of being able to fill in for his shoes and be able to go deliver this morning's top cyber threat news briefings to you. With that, please go out, please crush it, and please, as always, stay secure. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care. was a kid whose passwords laid across all sites they were the same a criminal then found their fame by taking that data to go soon may a criminal come to steal your pictures and data and run one day when the crime is done they'll steal your account and go